how we we make the intro for a Jeez second. Louise. What is up, bro? <laughs> what is up, bros? This is the All Bros Podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm the one that should be messing this up, but apparently it's Caleb. I'm Jonathan. <laughs> we are a couple of aspiring filmmakers that love to watch and critique movies, but also enjoy a lot of bit of the nerd life. Uh, this week on the podcast, uh, we have a couple things to discuss in Funko Focus. Um, we actually got a really decent selection of pop figures to choose from uh, this week. Um, in 4K Spotlight, we have a new movie coming out. A new animated family film for you all. And then for our Through the Wall segment, we are going to discuss a new trailer that came out that I am super hyped for. And then Rose is going to update us on some video game chat. And then for our headliner of the evening, we are going to be breaking down the 2020 Russell Crowe movie Unhinged. Yeah, boy. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's do it. Hello, my name is Brooker, and I want to talk to you about my fun horror podcast called Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Each week, I will talk about a different horror movie through one or two ways, either a kill grade episode where I come up with a cool rubric to grade the kills in each movie. I'll talk about the style, the method, and how impactful it was on me. At the end of the episode, I'll rank all the kills and tell you which ones are my favorite and which ones I thought sucked. I do also like to get a little academic with the movies and do more of what I call a horror review. I will talk about what was good, what was bad, what types of psychological fears the movie plays off of, and what I thought was the scariest part of the movie, while also throwing in some interpretation and wacky theories for the movie. You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out on Tuesdays. Also, if you're a YouTube fan, these episodes are made available 48 hours early on my YouTube channel at Autopsy of a Horror Movie. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Brucker Horror or email me at BruckerHorror at gmail.com to let me know your thoughts and interpretations or if you have a movie request you'd like for me to do. Please rate, review, and subscribe, and I hope you get to enjoy the show. Alrighty, first up in Funko Focus. Um... We had the Funko Virtual Con happen, and this was a pretty decent con. Um, th- a lot of decent uh, figures that were coming out. Let me try and get like a a view of what came out. Probably should have had this image up already. I mean, I did, but. You are just killing it this episode. Yeah. I know, right? This is so interesting, hearing me scroll through shit. (laughs) Um, So we had a few DC figures come out. um, Some new Hanna-Barbera-esque figures. uh, Alice in Wonderland, Marvel, The Boys... Uh, some Pokemon, some Disney figures, uh, a pretty wide selection of everything, I'd say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
Um, but for my Funko Focus this week, um, I am going to be focusing on a figure that actually wasn't part of Funko Virtual Con. Um, it's actually a... I don't even know. Like, is, This is something completely different. This is a... Uh, what do they say this was? Shield of the Year? Uh, or a Year in shield. shield or something like that? Yeah, Year of the Shield figure that's coming out. And this is an Amazon-exclusive Winter Soldier with Captain America shield. She's a beauty. Which is oh, so freaking dope. Um, so this is... This is kind of like the iconic Winter Soldier moment. I wouldn't say actually not the iconic Winter Soldier moment. Um, from Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where he is fighting without his visor or so whatever the glasses are, the goggles. Yeah. yeah. Um, he doesn't have the goggles, and he's carrying the Captain America shield in his uh in his arm and it looks freaking dope <laughs> it does i mean i love the original but this one's incredible and especially since a lot of people weren't able to get the original winter soldier this is a perfect update version or updated version hell yeah honestly this might be one that i pick up i love it that much that doesn't surprise me like in the slightest yeah, Although I'm excited for these Year of the Shield. Son of a bitch. It's temporarily out of stock. Are you shitting I'm... me? Yeah, I'm sorry, Caleb. <laughs> that sucks. I'm sure it will come back into stock. Um, yeah, so... yeah, so it's an Amazon exclusive, like we said. Um super dope i'm i'm kind of i'm really excited to see what the year of the shield is going to be yeah me too because yeah like i'm like i'm wondering if we're just going to get a bunch of figures where it's people carrying captain america's shield or like or what it's i I just want to know what it what it is because i love the captain america shield and if there's a bunch of figures that are going to come out where people are carrying the shield, I'm probably going to end up buying a lot of figures. <laughs> so, since they're doing an updated version of the Winter Soldier holding it, I want them to do an updated version of Black Widow holding it from Age of Ultron. Yes. That's yeah, actually the, the Black Widow figure I want. Oh yeah, because I remember you were having a hard time because it was a GameStop exclusive. Yeah, freaking sucked. <laughs> like, it was super difficult to find, and now it's, like, impossible to find for, like, a decent rate. Ain't that bad a bitch. Yeah. But, gosh, such a cool figure. Um, it is gorgeous. We'll we'll be posting pictures of this and all the figures that we talk about yes, on our social will. media. So, you guys can head over to Instagram and Twitter and we'll Facebook be, to uh, yeah. check those out. We'll even be posting where, uh, which stores will be getting the certain pops for Virtual Con. So, yes, yeah, makes it a lot easier for you guys. So, anyway, yeah. 
So anyway, Rose, what is your Funko Focus this week? So my Funko Focus is not it's kind of a weird one because it's not because of the actual show because I never watched the show growing up. But so they are doing an original uh, underdog from the original Hanna-Barbera. It's Hanna-Barbera, right? Is an underdog Hanna-Barbera? I I don't know. It might be. If it's not, I suck. But um, anyway, <laughs> the only reason I chose this because it looks awesome, but it just got me thinking about the uh, live-action Jason Lee underdog movie. And as much as everybody hates that movie, I still enjoy the hell out of it because who doesn't love Peter Dinklage playing uh, what was it like, Doctor? Ah, oh, shit! What's his name? I don't even know, dude. <laughs> uh, for one sec. I, I, I gotta remember his name. Damn, this show came out in 1964. Shit. Damn, that's old as hell. You know what I find crazy is that Underdog is on Netflix and Disney Plus right now. How can it be on two streaming services? The movie? Yeah. Maybe it's like, is it like one of those weird situations like with Ant-Man and the Wasp where it no, like, like shows can, up, but it's... No, you can actually play it on Disney+. Plus. It doesn't say, oh, coming at this certain date due to um, existing um, streaming, uh, uh, whatever it's called, existing streaming, uh, alleg- not allegations, I forget the damn word. Rights? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> That's the word. <laughs> Smartass. <laughs> um, Dude, if we ever get a sponsor for the show, we need someone to sponsor us that makes like a thesaurus or a dictionary or just <laughs> something along those lines. Like, could you imagine being sponsored by like Hooked on Phonics? <laughs> that'd be pretty, that would actually be pretty cool. Uh, Dude, oh, that would Dr. be hilarious. Bar Sinister. That would be very funny. So that's his name, Doctor yeah, Simon that took you Bar a really Sinister. Really long time to find. Well, okay. You you know what? It's kind of hard to find uh, the IMDb for Underdog because it's a very uh, for uh, forgotten movie. So shut up. <laughs> Uh, anyway, super cool figure. I mean, Gunman is classic, like arms raised, ready to take flight, and it's an awesome Funko Pop. I loved it, or I love it. The only shitty side to this is it's going to the Funko Shop, so I can kiss any chances of getting this goodbye. Yeah, that kind of sucks. It's really it blows when it goes so, to the freaking Funko bye, Shop. Dog. Yeah. Someone posted in a comment said they should um call exclusive to the fungo shop exclusive to eBay. <laughs> They're not wrong. Freaking freaking petty, but I love it. <laughs> All right, next up we got 4K spotlight. So Rose, would you like to guide us through this one i would love to so we are finally getting a new release when it comes to 4k and blu-ray a movie that was out a couple months ago in theaters 
And that is The Croods, A New Age, the sequel to the first Croods that came out, I believe, in like 2012, 2013. Um, anyway, heard this was a decent sequel. Haven't checked it out yet. Definitely want to check it out eventually. Or actually, no, I'm I'm probably going to check it out very soon because, you know me, I got I got to own all the new movies. Um, anyway, uh, this is not getting any exclusives, unfortunately. All it is getting is a bare bones Blu-ray release, a 4K release, and then they are doing a combo pack that comes with the first Crudes as well as this one. Nice. And that's um, all, folks. Yep. <laughs> the Croods is actually a really good movie. I think it's one of the more underrated movies. I absolutely agree. Yeah, it is a very underrated DreamWorks movie. Yeah, so if you guys haven't checked it out, definitely go and do that. Seems like they're um, releasing a couple of... Uh... Wait, no, the... okay, never mind. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Scratch what I just said. <laughs> Keep going. Alright, um, so we're going to move on to Through the Wall, and Rose, you want to start us off? Yes, so for my bit of Through the Wall news, um, okay, I got a little story time here, because I feel really dumb for this. Um, so, a couple of weeks ago, um, Square Enix announced that uh, the uh, Hawkeye DLC for Future Imperfect and they said that um what was Tuesday's date? This past Tuesday, if my calendar wants to come up. Uh the sixteenth. So they announced like, oh, you know, like uh for some reason I read it as oh, uh we'll be talking about Hawkeye the sixteenth, he'll be coming the sixteenth. And I took that as, oh, that's when uh the DLC for Hawkeye is gonna be dropped uh for Marvel's Avengers. And so I'm like, oh, hell yeah, you know, I'm freaking hyped. But there was, like, literally no teasing for it, really. They weren't advertising it that much on their Facebook page or any social media. So that kind of, like, threw me through a loop. Um, so when the date actually arrived, uh, they actually only did, like, the war table uh, discussion that they do. Where it's, like, ten minutes of, like, what uh, the game or what the DLC actually entitles. Um, and then like a small, uh, little trailer after that. And so I feel really dumb for not realizing that that's all we were going to get. Um, but nonetheless, it was a great trailer. It was a great war table, uh, experience. They dived into, uh, a lot of the differences between, uh, Clint and Kate and how they will be able to play a uh, couple examples that, uh, instead of being able to like kind of like um vanish into thin air and then reappear like kate is able to do clint will have grappling arrows to get to um higher areas um it seems like he's going to be able to fire arrows a lot more rapidly and more at the uh at the same time than kate um what else um there's that okay yeah so there's that uh they talked about uh kill what's the uh another version of hulk is like maestro yeah. Okay. It's like the future evil Hulk. Okay. So they they talked about that, and I guess uh, him and Clint are gonna have a little bit of a uh, what's the word a clash because they are actually taking um some uh bits and pieces from not only my life as a weapon, 
uh, that comic book series, but also Old Man Hawkeye. So, Ooh. yeah, that's going to be super, super cool. Um, so I'm freaking stoked for this DLC. I am honestly counting down the days. I just need to finish Kate Bishop's storyline. <laughs> Cause I gotta finish that before I can uh, finish or I can start Clint's. Um, but Clint goes live on March 18th. So people, if you have Marvel's Avengers, please start playing it again. <laughs> that means you, Caleb. Yeah. I know, I know, I need to, but it's just like, ugh. <laughs> what the hell is that? Ugh. I it's it's like I've said. I I think I said this in our breakdown of it. It's so hard to find the motivation to go back. Because it's just like the game gives you nothing to work with. See, my motivation's there, of course, because, you know, it's I'm getting two Hawkeyes. So I'm freaking over the moon. So there's my push to come back. Yeah, that's fair. And I do hear that the... Like, the biggest thing that I loved about this game was the story. So, knowing that we're getting a new story with new characters kind of is a draw. Like, is kind of want, like, a a lure to get me back in. Yeah. But I don't know why I'm just so hesitant. It's just maybe the game kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. That's understandable. And I'm, like, hesitant to get back into it. I, I, I can understand that. I understand. But just just give it a chance, man. Just give it a chance. Yeah. I'll 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 get back into it. I just need to A find the time and B just kinda get over my negative feelings towards it. I mean, especially considering you spent more on the game than I did. Yeah. <laughs> And it's already gone, like, gotten super cheap. Oh, yeah. You can, at Walmart. It seems like it's uh, 30 bucks every other week on sale. Yeah. Dude, I found the uh, a copy at Walmart that comes with the six exclusive patches for $30. That's got to hurt. Yep. It did not feel super great. <laughs> Oh, Especially man. for someone that dropped eighty on it. That uh, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> anyway, uh, so moving on before I get sad, my through the wall news is the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie, and this looks so dope. <laughs> It really does. This movie looks like a blast from hopefully start to finish. Yeah, I don't think that this is going to be a movie. I hope it is. I hope I I think it's not going to have like a whole lot of substance. But I do think that we're going to get a decent action movie out of this. I think this is going to be like a shut your brain off movie. <laughs> I feel that's uh isn't that kind of how Mortal Kombat should be? Oh, yeah. I think that's the only way that it can be. Yeah. I hope they do right by it. Like, if they get anywhere near um, Sonic the Hedgehog, oh, that's that would perfection. be awesome. Yeah, that's just perfection. 
Yeah, but I I'm excited. I think that there's a lot of stuff in that trail. I haven't actually played any of the games. I haven't either, actually. Yeah, so it's kind of hard. It was a little difficult to tell who's who. I think the only real characters that I know were Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Yeah, that's all I knew. And, yeah, I I freaking loved it. <laughs> oh, dude, that beginning where he froze that guy's arm off. Holy shit. Right? That was insane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this, so this is the Red Band trailer that we watched, and shit got wild. So I'm, I'm pretty sure this is going to be just a crazily, insanely choreographed movie. This is... This is the definition of a bloody good time, I feel. An R-rated bloody good time. Hell yeah. And this is supposed to get released in or uh, in April? I think so. Yeah, I think they said April 26th. I believe so. And it's coming to theaters and on HBO Max. So, hell yeah. So, you know for damn sure we're going to be breaking that movie down. Yes. So, even though we know jack shit about the games, we're still yeah, gonna have a blast I think breaking gonna, this thing down. Yeah, uh, we're gonna try and get some people on to discuss this movie with us. <laughs> we'll def- I, I feel if we we can, it's definitely gonna be a lot more enjoyable because they could actually like school us on <laughs> what is actually in these games. Yeah, I think I'm going to do something that I haven't really done before okay. with the, especially with this movie because I'm not familiar with the backstory and history of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I think I'm going to try and find a video of a compilation of the story and maybe like or like a hist- like kind of maybe listen to some podcasts about the history and um, of the characters. I mean, or you could watch the original. You could also watch the original movie. Yeah, I think that's another thing I'm going to do. Cause but I'm... I think that that's something I need to understand the characters first. Because I want to say that they're releasing a steelbook of uh, Mortal Kombat. I want to say that, oh, is, that would be dope. is coming with yeah, so it comes with, holy shit, that's a good deal. So it comes with both of the previous Mortal Kombat movies, um, and releases. What is it? It looks like March thirtieth. Only fifteen bucks on Steelbook. Okay, I hear that those movies are garbage. So I think that might be a a deal where you're losing money. <laughs> Yeah, but you're you got nothing but gain to get, considering you'll be getting the digital code for free. So, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, I think I'm gonna go and and watch a bunch of videos just to kind of learn what's what, so I can be. I want to like build the hype up okay. for myself a little bit, I like feel with like... I like. 
I did the same thing kind of with, with Sonic. Kind of built up the hype a little bit. I went and played some of his games, learned a little bit more about the character, and just kind of built it up a little bit. But I was already already excited to watch a Sonic movie. And I think the... Uh, just, just Yeah, I think... I think I need some a history lesson on this. Okay. So Go, going back to that that Sonic uh, thing, just please tell me it was not Sonic Unleashed or Sonic 06 that you played or went back and looked at. No, I oh, played whichever one that you play as, like the future Sonic and the past Sonic. Oh, is that Sonic Generations? Yes. Okay. I never actually played that one, but I heard it was a blast. I I forgot how much I hate Sonic games. <laughs> well, fine. Dude, I I can't just do like a a run through of a game. Like it is so difficult for me to like go through a game and not collect everything as I go. There's like a watching why people do still, speed this, runs. This is like do what? Reason, no, I feel this is a reason why we both still enjoy Lego games because we both <laughs> enjoy the hell out of collecting literally every single gosh damn stud there is in those games. Yeah, and I'm freaking anal about that, dude. Like, <laughs> I'll go through. So, like, the way that I play is I collect as many characters as I can to accomplish certain tasks. Yeah. And then I'll go back and I won't continue the game until I've like collected everything up until that point. So when I when I beat the game, it's typically at 100%. <laughs> Shit. Uh, like I said, I'm freaking anal about that shit. <laughs> Dude, but that's awesome because I have literally not gotten 100% on a Lego game since probably Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's... Dude, I can't I can't put down a, a Lego game until I've reached 100%. <laughs> shit, okay. I mean, I applaud you. I applaud you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. But Mortal Kombat, super freaking excited for it. Same. Even though I've never played a game. I kind of want to now. Me too. <laughs> like, And they're not that expensive, honestly. So I might like blind buy one of the $20 ones. We'll see. Yeah, I might too. Just to, like I said, familiarize myself with the characters a little bit. Yeah. Because I think that there's a lot of a lot of people that showed up in this trailer that got people hyped that are familiar with the games that we, like people like us didn't quite catch. Like really the only two that I was excited for was Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Oh, same. Like, I wish I knew the guy's name with like the forearms. Yeah. Cause he or the badass. dude with the, the big hat and the lightning. Oh Yeah. He looked familiar. I just, I just don't know the name. Yeah, me either. So, super excited for the movie. Um, personally, I'm sitting about maybe a, a really strong seven. Same, absolute same. Yeah, I think that there's just a lot of, like I said, history and stuff that I'm missing. So, yeah. 
once I figure that shit out, I'll uh, I'll get back to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I think that's everything we got for through the wall. Unless Rose, you got anything else to add? No, I got nothing. All righty, then let's get into this week's headliner. Let's do it. Breakdown time. Yeah, boy. <laughs> That's the first time you've um, ever seen it, it, said that. I I know. Because <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. And I'm like, uh, I need to say something. Were you thinking it's turbo time? A little bit. Okay. I think that's, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Good. Um, we unfortunately did not ask a question of the week this week because we suck. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we apologize. Yeah. Um, but or so getting into the like just the breakdown. Uh if you are not familiar with our breakdown system, we have split the split movies into eight different categories that we individually grade to give the movie that we talk about a letter grade. Like a schoolhouse letter grade, uh with a percentage and everything. Um, and the eight categories that we grade are story, writing, acting, character development, effects, music, costumes, and then give it our own personal grade at the very end. And then all of that gives us our math. That gives us our letter grade. Well, if that gives us our math. <laughs> <laughs> I need to write something down because I, I just freaking I freestyle it like every single week and I feel like it just slowly gets worse. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, um so starting off with story, if you have not seen this movie, definitely go check this one out. Yes. Um if you like thriller movies, you're going to enjoy the hell out of this one. You're going to have a good time. Um yeah. So if you continue to listen past this point, Rose is about to spoil the entire movie for you. Um because he's gonna read us a little synopsis. So get prepared for reading with Rose with two E's. He always has to add that. Every yes, I do. Time. Anyway, so Tom Cooper, a mentally unstable man feeling powerless and invisible to the world, breaks into the home of his ex-wife and kills her and her boyfriend with a hammer before setting the house on fire. He drives away as the house explodes. Yeah, that was one hell of an opening. I'm like, holy shit. Dude, right? <laughs> I was like, hot <laughs> damn, okay. You got me. I'm invested. Like, oh, yes, yeah, starting off strong. <laughs> Attention like, yeah, you have received my attention. Yeah. <laughs> Rachel Flynn, a newly divorced single mother living in New Orleans, drives her 15-year-old son Kyle to school in rush hour traffic. She is running late to work and honks at a pickup truck that has failed to go through a green light. 
The owner of the truck, Tom, soon catches up to Rachel and, after apologizing to her, asks for an apology back. The exchange escalates when Rachel tells him that she has nothing to apologize for. A small chase ensues before Rachel loses Tom and is able to drop Kyle off. Soon Rachel finds herself and everyone she loves the target of Tom, a man who feels he has nothing left to lose. Tom tracks Rachel to a gas station and switches his phone out with hers while she is inside. Rachel gets help from a customer who accompanies her back to, the, back to her car and gets Tom's license plate number, but Tom rams him with his truck. Tom aggressively pursues Rachel. When Rachel tries to wow, when Rachel tries to contact her friend Andy, a divorce lawyer, for help, she finds that Tom used the daily planner in her phone to locate Andy. Who has a daily planner anymore? Or is that just me? Right? I I thought once they got rid of those devices that were specific for those things, that those just went away automatically. But man, it's just yeah. me. Like, okay, what I think ended up happening is that maybe... I thought, like, the way that I viewed it was that Andy sent, like, a a notification or sent something to her, like uh, an event reminder or something like oh, that. okay. And so maybe that's what he was saying, maybe... Because she seemed way too disorganized for a daily planner. Yeah, dude, like, for real, though. Which, speaking of which, I am very much so unorganized. <laughs> too unorganized for a daily planner. <laughs> A daily planner would actually probably serve me really well. Dude, like, <laughs> same. I would probably actually remember to do all my work duties. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Alright, before she can tell Andy that he is dangerous, Tom casually stabs him in the diner where Rachel was supposed to meet Andy. That, that, that was something. Russell Crowe is freaking ruthless in this movie. Like, damn. Yeah, I loved for, every minute for of real. it. Though. But can we talk a second of how much shit they both? I'm talking about Tom and uh oh shit, what's her name? Uh, Rachel. Yeah, can we talk about like how much bullshit they were both? able to get away with without running into cops. Oh, for real, though. Like, for one, Rachel driving down a one-way street or Tom freaking doing some crazy shit in the road. Yeah. Like, what? Like, I'm surprised it took him as long as it did to find a cop. <laughs> I guess things are different in New Orleans. Yeah, it kind of felt like the cops were, like, just relying on calls. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> oh, shit, I really did. Like, I don't feel like they were, like, hunting at all. No, no <laughs> like, not one bit. And we'll get into this one, like, down the road, but I have some more bitching about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Tom continues to stalk Rachel. He goes to her brother Fred's house and kills his fiance Mary. Tom then sets Fred on fire just as police arrive at the house. The officer who stumbles in manages to shoot Tom in the shoulder, but he still escapes. 
Tom soon catches up with Rachel again on a highway after she picked up Kyle from school, in a state of fear that Tom would find him. Tom then chases them in a minivan. He causes massive car crashes after ramming a car after ramming a cop car as he tries to catch up to Rachel. Tom pursues Rachel to her mother's house, where Kyle hides inside. Tom attacks Rachel in the driveway and seemingly knocks her out. He goes into the house to find Kyle. As he is about to walk back outside, Kyle makes a noise. I wanted to smack the shit out of that kid. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you know what really sucks is... Right? Did you, rec- did you recognize the kid? No. He played uh, Andy Barkley in the remake of Child's Play. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So the fact that he made smart decisions in that movie as a kid, why is he making dumbass decisions in this movie? Honestly, I'm just thankful that he didn't fall for the freaking cop thing. Oh, you and me both, man. Dude, like, when he was doing that, I'm like, there's no way he is stupid enough <laughs> to fall for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And luckily he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. It's like, come on, man, you took out an AI robot doll. Seriously, that's going to bring you down, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, where is it? So as he is about to walk outside, Kyle makes a noise, alerting him upstairs. Rachel comes in and tries to comf- conf- comfort Kyle, but Tom drags her into the bedroom, starting a final struggle as they throw each other all over the room. Kyle comes in, and Tom tries to choke him to death with a cord. Rachel picks up a pair of scissors and stabs Tom in the eye before kicking it deeper into his eye socket, finally killing him. <laughs> that was a pretty cool death. Like, I'm not going to lie. Dude, that was so good. <laughs> the So, for a little bit of uh, backstory, when she initially honks at Tom... And he pulls up next to them and starts, like, chatting. Uh, he was saying that she he was upset that she didn't even offer him a courtesy tap. And and showed what a courtesy tap is. And it's just the beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Like, a really quick uh, yeah, honk. As, just as kind of like a out, reminder. Yeah, it's light. It's friendly. Just like you're trying to get someone's attention. Yeah. And so... When she stabs him in the eye and he, like, collapses, he starts waking up and, like, coming up from whatever the hell. She, right before she kicks it in, she's like, here's your courtesy tap. (laughs) Kicks the the pair of scissors deeper into his head. I laughed my ass off. I know it sounds stupid, (laughs) but, like, it works. Like... If if some asshole like that was chasing me like that, I feel I I deserve that like gimpy ass line at the end before I kill him. Dude, straight up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I that was easily the best line of the damn yeah, movie. <laughs> absolutely. I loved it. But yeah. <sighs> this was a really solid movie. There's actually still a little more. 
of the oh, story. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. sorry. No, you're good, man. So after the cops show up, Rachel and Kyle find out that Fred had survived the attack and was sent to the hospital earlier. After providing statements to the police about the crazy day they have experienced, Rachel and Kyle leave to go and see Fred. As they drive away, a car cuts across Rachel and she almost honks her horn at the driver, but decides against it after what they have been through, to which Kyle simply responds, good choice. They drive away. <laughs> like, yeah, got a point there, Another kid. well-written line. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And that is unhinged, Ugh. folks. Hell yeah. So, getting into this, uh, this breakdown. So, we graded the story uh, 80. Um, I was a little bit higher than Rose in this grading. Uh, and the reason I think I was a little bit higher was... I just thought, well, actually, I want to hear your thoughts. Why Why did you go where you were at? Um, I don't know. I think, like, like, the movie never really lost me because if you're, like, really thinking about this realistically, there are some people like this that just the slightest thing, if they're having a bad day, it's going to piss them the hell off and they're going to freak the flip out. And the way that they were able to take, uh, um, was it? Uh, road rage to like this next level was honestly really impressive. Um, and I really loved the story that they told. Um, but I don't know to me, like it wasn't like an amazing story. Um, and there were like some parts that like, maybe I could have like maybe done without, like, I I know it made sense in the movie, but like the part where he like kills her brother's her brother's um um was it was it girlfriend or uh fiance fiance uh i don't know for some reason like that felt like it maybe like didn't need to i don't i don't know did, did you feel that needed to be in there not particularly like what um, if it was just mentioned I don't know if they could have gotten away with just mentioning it. Uh, okay, good point. But it was just... I think there was one... Okay, one thing that I think kind of led nowhere. Um, she So, Tom was on her phone, had her phone, and said that he was going to teach her a lesson if... She, if after, this is like right after uh, he killed Andy mm-hmm. and told her to pick a name of someone on her contacts list. She called or she was like very she was very hesitant about choosing a name, um, but she eventually chose a name and it was of a client that had just recently fired her. Yes. I want and Sorry. no, you're good. Uh, what were you about to say? Well, no, I was gonna say I 100% agree where you're going with this. Yeah, so he she chooses this name and he looks up her information, gets it, and she's just like, okay, yeah. And so he hangs up and 
she continues on with her day, whatever. But she... And then later, it shows the cops approaching this house and this woman coming out of her home. And it's kind of like... They they ask her name, she says yes, and then it, it cuts. There's nothing else about that. And honestly, no follow up, no, no story. It's just like, okay, what was the purpose of that? And honestly, I felt that. He, came, and it, sorry, no, you're good. No, I was just gonna say I felt that scene came into play a little too late because at that point you would think that Tom had already gone and killed her. Yeah, you would almost think, but it's just like it. Like I said, it didn't go anywhere. No, like why? I maybe he was using her as a distraction. Maybe because, like, if that was the case, why couldn't he just select a name? That's true. Like he could be like, "Oh, who's this?" And then, like, and then it wouldn't have put her in such a compromising position. Yeah. Because I felt like that, it just felt out of place. Because there, there, I feel like there was no real follow up to that. No, no. Because there was, there was no. like, after that, there was no mention of Deborah, or of the the woman that she chose. There was no mention of her whatsoever. Nope. So, like, and then like the cops were there too. Like, what happened with that? Yeah, for real though. Like who who called the cops? Did he call the cops? You you got me, buddy. <laughs> like it's just it's odd. And then he like ends up going to her house and whatever kill or kills the fiance, almost kills the brother. Okay, speaking of the brother, do you feel it would have been more of an impact if he actually did die? Um, after being engulfed in flames. This is where I, I, this is the reason I actually went a little bit higher. Okay. I know that Tom had the full intention of killing his, her brother. Yeah. But he kept good on his promise. Like, think about this. What was his ultimate goal? To show her what like, a what bad was the... day really is, and to to and to what, uh, make her uh, wasn't it just to make her learn? I don't remember. Wasn't it just to make her learn? Yes, make her learn, and like that's that's the the whole thing. the the His goal was to teach her. Yeah. A teach her what a bad day truly is teach her how to be more mindful of people's feelings or of the effects that she has like that her actions have consequences right yeah so with that when he went to attack her brother he was saying that he that no one else had to die if he did what she said he, so her brother didn't die. That like, and I think it was kind of like when it was really her brother. Like as long because he he was like saying as long as everyone listens, no one else is going to get hurt. But he, but the brother wasn't listening. 
Yeah. He wasn't doing what Tom was saying. And so that kind of led to the fiance getting killed. And then he was trying to make it like, oh, the only reason I'm here is because your sister honked at me. And so this is her fault. And so kind of put it, trying to put the blame on her. And then, yeah, basically doing all that. But then he ended up being, for lack of a better term, fine. Like living. Yeah. So after that, when, because after that she started listening to him. Um, and doing everything that she that he said, so he basically did everything that he was he set out to do. He taught her that lesson. He made her more mindful of people's feelings, and it showed that in the the final moment where someone freaking cuts her off, and she's about to honk, but she chooses not to. Gosh damn it, man. Yeah, right? Right? Your brain is going to freaking explode. <laughs> like, maybe I, I'm just digging for no, things that weren't there, but... you're. I think you're hitting it right on the ball, so... if In that case, I really do not have... If, I really don't have any problem... Well, okay. The problems I have are like nitty gritty <laughs> the way you just put it <laughs> so yeah yeah i was just thinking about like most of yesterday and a lot of today i was just sitting there and i'm just like holy shit did he do what he accomplished like what set out to do <laughs> i mean i'm and sure he didn't thinking about everything that he die. said no he was he said well i don't think he was he was like ready to he was ready to die. Like he said suicide by cop doesn't sound that bad to me. Oh yeah, he did say that. So it was kind of he was on a death mission. Like a, a or not death mission. I'm freaking stupid. A suicide mission. Yeah. Like he knew that that, that he was going to die one way or another. But first he was going to teach her this lesson. And he did. And that just like that's wrecked me. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, but I I was just thinking about that so much today. I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually why the I I gave it so much higher than you did. Okay, I think makes sense now. Because I was thinking through all that, I'm just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so anyway, like we said, uh, we gave story 80, uh, for writing, we gave writing a 77.5. So a little bit lower than the story. Um, what, any thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, every line out of Russell Crowe's mouth was wonderfully written. Um, the way he w- his character was written was so intimidating. Like, sometimes the what he was saying felt like a little Shakespeare-esque. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, so I feel his writing was strong. So was uh, 
Oh shit, what's what's the mom's name? Rachel. Rachel. Um her writing was very good. Um I don't I, I mostly based it off of Russell Crowe's uh Tom's writing and for the for the most part I feel it felt like they tried to mostly write it in the most realistic way they can. Um, there might have been like a couple lines that were just kind of like out there. You're just like, okay, buddy, let, let's bring it back in here. Let's you know, let's let's calm down a little bit. Um, I agree. So a lot of I feel like a lot of the extras were the ones that brought it down. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but it's just there's some cheesy writing in here. Um, I think there are some things that were said that are just like a little over the top. Yeah. Um. So I think it was it was it was above average writing, but not not super above average. Yeah. So just kind of like seventy seven and a half, I think is like right in the middle. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Yeah. So I don't know. I really dug it. No, um, I, I did too. Yeah. That, but there were the definitely those cheesy lines. Like I think the. As much as I loved the line, the here's your courtesy tap line was definitely, it was cheesy. <laughs> I loved all, the the writing that st- stood out to me the most is when he first approaches her after she cuts him off with that green light. And just the way the writing is, and th- this is also with the acting, and we'll get to that, um, but just how... He's just like, do you know what a cur-? he's like talking to the son? And he's like, do you know what a courtesy tap is, young man? You know, shows he's like, it's light, it's friendly. It's like you're trying to get someone's attention. I'm sure that's what your mom meant. You're just like, damn, you sound like such a dick right now. But like, oh, the writing is so good with that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I don't really have much else to say about uh, it. Yeah, I, I really don't either. Yeah, so like we said, uh, got a 77.5. Uh, moving on to acting. So we had kind of the big three, I would say, are the big three. We had uh, Russell Crowe, who played Tom Cooper. Yep. Then we had whatever her uh, Karen. I don't know the rest of the cast. No, you're good. Uh, her name was Karen Pistorius, uh, and she played Rachel Hunter, so the mom. And then uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the uh, kid for the third one, right? Yeah. Uh, the third one was played, or the son, sorry, uh, was played by Gabriel Bateman, um, and uh, his character's name was Kyle Hunter. Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe easily top spot for me <laughs> oh hands down like i mean i honestly love russell crowe in any movie he's in like have you seen the other guys with him and ryan gosling yes oh. i love that movie <laughs> those two together in that movie phenomenal love oh, love that movie um and so once again in this movie he he makes the movie great he's phenomenal and like the lady who plays Rachel, she's great, but like, let's face it, for the most part, Russell Crowe carries this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely does. 
He absolutely does. I actually gave him the highest I did uh, score. Um, then I gave it to Rachel, and then I gave it to Kyle. Yeah, same here. But it's just it's so hard because he he went all out for this role. Yeah, it's like all terrifying. out. He is a scary man. Yes, he is. And it's just the way that he he speaks, the way that he got upset, like and showed his anger. Everything that he did was just so freaking intimidating. Yeah. And I don't think Russell Crowe is necessarily an, an intimidating man. No, I mean, from what I've seen, he seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, and so seeing him in this role, I'm just like, oh my gosh, he terrifies me. And I think it worked out so well. I, I, I loved it. Yeah. Loved his performance. Every second he was on screen just filled me with so much tension and anxiety i'm just like oh like this dude's nuts <laughs> uh and then rachel the the mom she she was like a really good character too but i don't know like she was she was good but she just i think she just fell short of like with russell crowe a little bit, I, not a whole ton, just yeah. like a few points. And I, I don't think that's the actress's fault. I think that's the way that the mom was written in this movie. Because I feel for the most part, yeah. um, she did try her best to match Russell Crowe's uh, level in, in te- of intensity when she had to. And um, I feel for the most part, she did succeed. I agree. I think she did. It's just... The contrast between the two characters, I feel like she just got a little overpowered. I, I yeah, I I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. So, and then the uh the kid Kyle, like he was good. He was he wasn't in it as much as Russell Crowe and the mom, but he what he was in, he was fairly good. No, I I mean uh I. This kid's already proven that I feel he's a good actor in uh, the remake of Child's Play. And so, uh, once again, I thought he was really good here, even though he made some questionable decisions in trying to hide from Russell Crowe's character. Um, But no, overall, like I really don't have a lot of problems with these three. I have no problems with Russell Crowe. Freaking phenomenal performance. But... With the mom and the son, the problems I had are kind of like, they're like nitty gritty. They're not like real, like big problems that are worth bringing up. Yeah, I agree. So, like we said, uh, acting got an 83. Not bad at all. Yeah. Um, I think it's like more of the uh, exceptional acting scores that we've given. Yes. But it's uh, it was good. It was it was definitely good. Honestly, I think what really brought it down was 
any extra character. Yeah, def- definitely. Yeah. Uh, moving on to character development, uh, we s- scored this a 73.5. Um, so the character development that I... I graded, and I, I think you might have as well, was Rachel's. Yes, yep. Yeah, so she started off kind of almost being uncaring. Actually, not even that. She was just a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> that was just having a real shit day, and someone was just making it a little worse. And so she she threw out a little road rage, and it came back to bite her in the ass so hard. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I have nothing else to say to that. It, hardest bite back in the ass I think I've ever seen. Yeah. I So I gave this... I didn't give this like a perfect... Uh, I don't think she had a perfect character arc, but I think she had a really good one. She did. And I think it, it came in on the sly. Like, this is... um. A movie where you can tell where she, how and when she learned a lesson. Yeah. I can agree with that. It was like this whole movie was just the lesson that she was learning about being more empathetic towards people and not going straight to anger. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I thought it was good. It's just there wasn't a whole lot of development going on. No, the I mean, I mean by the end, like yeah, she learned her lesson. Um, but you don't really see like a huge character growth, like say like in her as a mom, because I feel at the beginning she honestly was already a good mom to her kid. It was just the um the dad that was being the shitty parent, right? So. And I know with um with other horror, I, and I don't. This isn't a horror movie. It's a. It's more. It's definitely a thriller. Yeah. Hands um. Up. Yeah. So I know with horror movies, we usually go with uh, logic on this one. I don't think that this movie technically applies because I think that she did have some growth as a. Yes, character. I I think she did as well. Yeah. So. 73.5, I think, is more than a fair score for no, no, her, like what agree. she was able to get to. The only thing that I think it suffered is I think it could have done a little bit more buildup of the kind of character she is. Because it just seemed like she was just someone trying her best. Yeah. That just got a little angry because she was having a really bad day. Yeah. Like she had just gotten fired uh with a client that she relied on for a lot of business uh dealing with the divorce and her husband being super shitty yep. and just other other things like that. So it's just you understand her perspective but and it's really difficult to understand uh, Russell Crowe's character Tom. It's kind of difficult to understand his perspective because there's not a whole lot of in-depth stuff on him. Yeah. Like I didn't even, I wasn't even able to piece together that that was his ex-wife and 
I didn't hear at the beginning. I thought it was just like some rando. Yeah, I thought it was a random couple. That he's just like, hey, you. Well, okay, no, actually, what I thought is um, that used to be his house, and he got like evicted or something, and so that's why he was burning it down. Ooh, that would have been a good theory. Or like he lost it to the bank, whatever. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even... I think what I thought was... Just because of the uh, the whole road rage thing at the beginning. And like... like that That's another thing. I'll get into this with effects. But the opening for this movie was long. Yeah. Like the title sequence it was long. Like not the... No, the movie. But, yeah, but it's just the title sequence took forever. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but so because I had that backstory, I thought it was just a lot of. Uh, I thought it was just someone else that cut him off, <laughs> or someone else that he was like throwing road rage at. Yeah, that is what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does kind of explain... Like, it didn't explain the whole wife thing until later on the news, I think. Yeah, I don't, th- yeah, I don't think... But I think that's just something that you can quickly... It was so quick, I think you could have easily missed it. Yes. Oh, Anyone could have easily missed it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Moving on to effects. Ugh. <sighs> I had issues. <laughs> okay, let's hear them. There was a lot of very inconsistent car damage. <laughs> oh, dude, for real, though. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of one. Oh, okay, here's one, for example. Uh, When they are being chased on the freeway, and he's in the, the minivan... He, he, um, kind of uh, runs this cop off the road, and the cop comes on, or is on the freeway sideways. And then this truck oh, yeah. comes and hits the cop, and it totally obliterates this, <laughs> this cop car. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> Movie magic, man. Movie magic. Yeah, and it's just like little things like that. Like, okay, here's another. When uh, Tom's come, like finds her car parked at her mother's house, she comes from across the street and hits him and totally like flips this minivan over. Mm-hmm. In like a dinky ass little Tesla. Like, you know how fast you would have to be going? I mean, I I don't know how fast Teslas can go, so. Well, it's not even necessarily that. Like, you'd have to be going super freaking fast. And also, like, the I think the Tesla would freaking explode that's before true. the damn minivan did. No, that's a good point. But yeah, it like throws this minivan on its side. She gets out and goes to like find Tom, but he's already out of the van. 
Yeah, that was some And bullshit. okay, Russell Crowe is not in the best of shape in this movie. <laughs> he is like quite the opposite. He's a little like Chancho Libre. I had a like, feeling one of us was going to wh- bring this up <laughs> during this review. Yeah. Like, how in the hell did Mr. Tubbs get out of that minivan so fast? <laughs> Dude, you'd be amazed of what you can do when you have adrenaline. No, that's that's past <laughs> adrenaline. That was just lazy-ass writing. <laughs> Being like, and uh, he's already out of the van and attacks her. Whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but <laughs> like, we start filming tomorrow. This is as good as it's going to get. Yeah, like someone wrote that and just forgot to make it realistic. <laughs> make it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, shit. At least try. <laughs> you imagine they're just in a meeting, or like someone comes up, or he asks someone next to him, and they're just like, hey, how much is uh, Russell, or how how much are they asking Russell Crowe to weigh in this movie? That much? Ah, uh, no, that line still works. It's it's, it's fine. It, it works into the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's There is a lot of, like, weight issues that I had. <laughs> And that was, like, one of the biggest ones. It was like, how in the actual ass did that happen? There's no way. <laughs> like, it, and it, not even that. Think about this. He got shot. That's true. He, he was did. shot in the shoulder. How in the ever-living shit did he get out of his the van that fast? I mean, Michael Myers was shot six times, and he did just fine. <laughs> just just saying yeah so it was it was things like that it was things like the insane amount of damage that cars were taking and i think a lot the the crashes they didn't look super great yeah i'll give them this though the camera work whenever uh a chase is going down was super good I'll agree with that, absolutely. But yeah, I was I, overall. I wasn't super impressed. No, I wasn't either. I I mean, considering the budget for the movie, kind of made sense. What was the budget? Um, one second, because this because uh, this movie was released in theaters like right uh, like a couple months after. COVID like really hit the fan. So it was released in August. Um so the budget was around thirty million. Hmm. Okay, then that kind of explains the the shitty graphics. Yeah. So I feel that's like but, slightly yeah, above I, I what a Blumhouse movie is. Yeah. I feel that's like slightly above what a Blumhouse movie is budgeted at. Yeah. Um, yeah, so effects, uh, like, I'm not sure if I've said this yet. Effects, we scored 75. So. That's not bad. Fairly average. Yeah, but. but For the most part, they worked for this movie. Yeah. Alright, next up, we got music. 
and honestly, the music wasn't anything special. I don't think there was yeah. a score that was really well done. None, none just, are the, coming the to my head. The music worked. It did, and that's really the only positive that you can say about it. It didn't take you out of the movie, but it didn't really like add to your enjoyment of it. Yeah. So, for music, we ended up giving that a six. So, yeah. Our average um, score for music and movies. Yeah. I, I, so, our average score is a five for music. Oh, uh, okay. Like, that is just, like, the baseline, there was music in this. <laughs> <laughs> I think the re- I gave a six, because you ended up giving it a seven. But I don't know what we round down. Either, whatever. Yeah. I don't know why I gave but it that But we round <laughs> down. And so a six is like the music works for the movie. And I think that w- with the the tension building, the music did a, did its job. Yeah, absolutely. But I think they could have put in a really killer score with this movie. Yeah, I can absolutely agree with that. But yeah, I guess we'll never know, unless there's unhinged too. Hopefully not. <laughs> this movie filled me with way too much anxiety. Tom turned into a Jason Voorhees kind of guy and just comes oh, back geez. from the dead. <laughs> that would be terrifying. That would be very terrifying. All right, next up we got costumes, which we also scored a six. That's not. I mean, yeah, it wasn't like nothing really to write home about. Um, I mean, Russell Crowe's jacket was cool that he wore throughout the movie. Was he wearing a jacket? I thought it was just the shirt. No, he no, he was wearing a a, a jacket. He was wearing like a three oh. button uh, shirt with, or was it a three button? I can't remember if it was like a full on button or a. No, it was like a full on button was. Up shirt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But it was like the the costumes were nothing to write home about. Uh, they were they fit. Um, yeah, yeah. Like like I said, they're they're really nothing to write home about. Yeah, it was just if they it fit the characters. Um, like Rachel looked like a disgruntled mom. <laughs> yes, she did. Tom looked like some crazy ass dude actually not even like he didn't even even look especially crazy he just looked like an average dude that you would pass on the streets yeah i think that's what terrified me most about him i'm like oh my gosh i've seen people like him (laughs) (laughs) so i think they just try to make him look as generic as humanly possible and they did a good job. They did. Uh, so yeah, costumes, we ended up giving a six. Um, and so now we've come to the portion where we talk about our personal grade. So, Rose, you want to talk about your grade? Uh, yes. So, um, overall, I gave this movie a 75 for my personal grade. Um, I was not a... Uh, I. 
honestly, I was not expecting to enjoy this movie as much as I did, um, because this was a blind buy for me. I had not seen this movie before I bought it, um, and I blind bought it for like 15 bucks just because it's Russell Crowe, so I felt like I was going to enjoy it somewhat, and I... No, I was about to say walked out of this movie, but I didn't see it in theaters. Um, when I finished the movie, I was just like, you know what? That is one. That is honestly one of the better blind buys that I've ever done because it keeps you on the edge of your seat. Russell Crowe is absolutely terrifying, um, and it's scary to think that this kind of shit can actually happen in real life. Maybe not to this extent, but you never know. There, there's some crazy ass people out there. Um, so overall, it's a fun ass thriller from start to finish. It had me on the edge of my seat and I just had a good time. Absolutely. Um, I went a little bit higher with my personal grade. I ended up giving it a 77. Not bad. Yeah. So the reason I gave it a 77 were kind of exactly the same thing. It said... It's a th- I really enjoy thrillers, but I think one thing about thrillers that I don't necessarily care for is that there's always that like little that little voice in the back of your head making you think that you're going to get scared, that they're going to like jump scare you, startle you in some way, and I think that this movie didn't really rely on any of that. I think that no, this movie built on anxiety, built on tension, making you think this could really happen to you. Yeah. And that's scarier to me than, ooh, is someone around the corner of this house where it's super quiet or whatever? Like, that's not nearly as scary to me. No, no, it's not. <laughs> as... As this whole situation, this whole, this whole thing scared the living bejesus out of me. <laughs> and when she, like when she was a, about to honk the horn at the very end of the movie, I was like, like I was like at the edge of my seat, just like don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I literally like, and, I grabbed my chest. I'm like, no, no, oh, phew. Yeah, and so when it. When she, it didn't end up happening, I'm just like, oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> finally learned your lesson. Yeah, but this movie did a really good job of just building that tension and ma- leaving me on the edge of my seat, just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think I, just, I may have liked it just a little bit more than you did. Um... But yeah, so that averages us out to a 76 for our personal grade, which concludes this breakdown. So the final grade for Unhinged comes to a C plus. Not too shabby at all. Not too bad at all. Like, this is one... Like, I think I might have... I feel like I liked it better than a C plus, but then I look back and I'm like, okay, I gave it a 77, so it is a C plus. Yeah, no, I I think I'm on the same boat, honestly. Yeah, like there's n- none of these grades that we gave it that I disagree with in the slightest. Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, um, like, I think... after us talking, even though, like, you know, we rounded down to the music, I definitely would have uh, gone with you with a six. Yeah. So, honestly, it's it's a fair score for this movie. It's it's definitely one of the better C-plus movies that we've done. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just, there are some things that it's lacking in. For the biggest one, it, it's lacking in some character development. Um, But it's a thriller movie. There's not going to be a whole lot of character development to have. Yeah, true. And then, like we said, the... Uh, the next lowest grade was the the effects. Uh, the effects I feel could have been a little bit better. Um, they were lacking in some places. Like I had, so I watched it kind of half and half, um, phone and TV. And honestly, they, I think they looked better on my phone than they did the TV. That, so I mean, that doesn't really. Wait, you said it, they look better on your phone than on your TV? Yeah. That doesn't surprise me because, like, honestly, it's amazing. Um, like the little, uh, little details you'll pick up when it's on a bigger screen. You're just like, yeah, like, how did I miss that? <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so this movie's sitting at a seventy-six point eight percent. So comparing this to some other C plus movies that we've graded, um, this is one percent lower than Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Wow, I didn't know they would be that close. Yeah, one percent lower than Aquaman. Okay. Uh, two. Yeah, uh, 3% lower than Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. That's fair. That is a great movie. Yeah. Uh, 1.9% <laughs> lower than Tag. Really? Okay. Yeah. 2% or no, 3% lower than Jexy. Okay, that's fair. 2% lower than Jumanji The Next Level. Yeah, okay. 3% lower than Aladdin. Yeah, okay. Most of these I can understand. One, Yeah, 1% lower than Spider-Man. The OG? The first one. Okay. Yeah, the OG. And that's all our C-plus movies. Okay. Not bad at all. Yeah, definitely not bad. Um, I think it has a a decent home. No, uh, we haven't done absolutely. very many C plus movies. No, we haven't. We really haven't. Yeah. So. Anyway, so that concludes this week's breakdown. Uh, if you like this episode and want to hear more of our stuff, be sure to follow and subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, RadioPublic, Radio.com, Spotify, and more. You can also catch all of our episodes on YouTube. Um, you can also follow us on social media. If you want to hit us up with episode ideas, answer our question of the week, or want to join us for an episode, uh, 
you can check out our posts or DM us at Facebook, facebook.com slash thealbros. Twitter and Instagram, our handle is at thealbros. You can also email us at thealbroschannel at gmail.com or go to our website where you can do all of that at tinyurl.com forward slash thealbros. And go check out our merch store. Uh, there's a link to it on our website, but it's on TeePublic. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. So, with that, next week we will be breaking down another indie movie. Um, and this one's going to be special. We're going to actually try and get a an interview with the director. And that's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so the movie that we're going to be breaking down is The Rocky Road to Freedom. Uh, it's a comedy movie. Um, we'll try and post some links to it uh, so you guys can go check it out. But we'll be reviewing that and hopefully talking to, like I said, we'll be talking to the director next week. So you guys can look forward to that. Um, until then, until, can you hear me now? <laughs> okay. Until then, this has been the Albro's podcast. I'm Caleb. And I'm Jonathan. And we'll catch you guys next week. Deuces. Show long. I went a little too high at that end. Just a tad high. <laughs>